ஹலோ எவ்ரி ஒன் வெல்கம் டு மை பாட்காஸ்ட் அக்கௌண்டிங் அண்ட் ஃபினான்ஸ் அட் யூ ஃபிங்கர் டிப்ஸ் இன் அவர் டிஸ்கஷன் ஆன் ரேஷியோ அனாலிசிஸ் வி சா ஹவு ப்ராஃபிட்டபிலிட்டி அண்ட் ஆப்ரேட்டிங் எஃபிஷியன்சி ஆர் இண்டிகேட்டர்ஸ் ஆஃப் எ கம்பெனிஸ் பர்ஃபார்மன்ஸ் அட் த சேம் டைம் வி ஹிட் ஆல்சோ கன்சிடர் த ஃபேக்ட் தட் இட் இஸ் நாட் இனஃப் if a company is profitable and is efficient it is also essential to see if the company is financially strong in the short term and in the long run it is important for two reasons one is financial strength is critical because the sustainability of a business depends entirely on the short term and long term financial solvency if the company can meet its short term obligations without any crunch for liquidity and in the long run if it can stay afloat afloat by being able to meet all its long term commitments that is amount borrowed or redemption of bonds or repayment of term loans taken from financial institutions and banks if the company can do that that guarantees long term sustainability and addition to shareholder value so in this session i'll talk to you about the short term solvency or the liquidity ratios that indicate the short term financial strength of a business liquidity is essentially the ability of a business to manage a short term commitments so when we look at this there are three important things that we need to understand one is does the company have enough liquid assets to take care of its current liabilities liabilities that are repayable within a period of 12 months number 2 does the company have enough quick assets that can be realized into cash or cash equivalents within a short period of time to meet the liabilities that are measuring for payment for example if you are leveraging on supplier credit and if the supplier gives you a 90 day period of credit on the 80th day itself you must make sure that you will have enough money to meet your commitment on the 90th day as i stated earlier this is very very important because your reputation as a good paymaster to your suppliers will hinge on your ability to manage your short term commitments and the third and equally important aspect is to ensure that you have enough coverage to meet your daily expenses without the need to go and borrow even to meet your short term commitment in terms of general expenses 
that is expenses that you need to pay in cash all expenses other than depreciation amortization and other non cash charges like your provisions do you have enough money to take care of your interest payments do you have enough money to take care of your tax commitment both direct and indirect do you have enough money to pay your day to day administrative selling and distribution expenses we need to make sure that there is enough defense in terms of coverage for meeting our day to day expenses so these three important aspects need to be understood in proper perspective before we decide that this company is financially strong in the short term this is very important because there are several businesses that have begun very well and because of their inability to manage the short term liquidity they went into a situation where a long term solvency became a question mark there are enough examples that we can talk about from the experience that we have witnessed in the last decade or maybe the last two decades if i may say so for example there is this company called vishal retail which was doing pretty well quite well they were doing and it was a great revenue model ramachandra agarwal who started this business from delhi and then calcutta he was expanding quite well unfortunately for him his inability to manage the short term liquidity because he was using short term sources for funding long term expansion another case close to south india that is very close to our place is this company called subiksha which is a retail chain that flourished during the late 90s and early part of the new millennium they were doing quite well and it was a great revenue model large volume and small margins it's a good revenue model because they were buying in large quantities the sourcing was done just to fuel the requirements of all the outlets that they were opening and so they were sourcing in large quantities and they were operating with small margins sometimes 5 to 6% also particularly very popular during during diwali because they used to buy crackers from the factory they used to actually buy the entire output of some of the firecrackers factories in sivakasi tamil nadu and they used to bring and sell it here in chennai and in other outlets in tamil nadu at very low margins so there used to be long queues during diwali for purchases everything about them was good 
the only problem is that their inability to manage the short term liquidity because they also made the same mistake of using short term sources for long term expansion with the promise to the suppliers that every new store that they open the supplies would be procured from them this is a big lure so most of the suppliers continue to supply although payments were not regular but at one point in time when the suppliers could no longer take it one of them put a condition that fresh supplies can come only if previous dues are settled and this was followed by others and we all know what happened to subisha a very good revenue model that could not sustain just because they were unable to manage the short term liquidity so the most important aspect of a business is not just profitability and efficiency it's also about the ability to manage short term commitments so when we talk about liquidity ratios this is what we mean i have to talk to you about three or four important ratios that indicate the short term financial strength of a business the most popular one is the current ratio i briefly mentioned this in my previous session also so i'll talk about this in detail now current ratio is the ratio that is obtained by relating your current assets to current liabilities so floating assets or current assets include all forms of inventory your accounts receivable short term or temporary investments cash and cash equivalents short term loans and advances and if there are any prepaid expenses they all come under the category of current assets so when you express your current liabilities in relation to the current assets you get the current ratio so your current liabilities are accounts payable that is supplies credit bills payable if any that is if you have accepted any posted a check that is coming up for payment or if you have accepted a commercial bill that is coming up for payment overdraft taken from the bank expenses that are outstanding that need to be paid in the next one month or even earlier and any commitment in terms of interest and taxes that you need to pay within a short period of time they all come under your current liabilities liabilities that need to be paid since i talked about current liabilities as those that are payable within a period of one year we should look at these liabilities as short term and there are some that need to be paid immediately so they are quick liabilities current liabilities that are payable within a one year period and those that come up for payment mature for payment in the near future are known as quick liabilities so when i relate current assets to current liabilities i get a ratio which is called current ratio and the textbooks say that ideally the ratio should be 2 but we need to understand that while it solves the problem of liquidity because your liabilities are covered twice by your current assets in that sense that is good but 
since every component of current asset involves cost. We would also make sure that as was in the case of Lupin laboratories in the late 90s when they boasted about a current ratio of 2.7 and later realized that this was a big drag on their profitability because every element of current asset involves a cost. All forms of inventory, your raw material, work in progress and finished goods carry a cost which is carrying cost that includes your insurance, locked up interest and maybe even your space. Because you are storing so much, you need to pay rent, you need a bigger space, a bigger godown maybe and you are storing raw material and so that involves insurance and the amount that is locked up there also carries interest because there is always this opportunity cost. So all of them, three forms of inventory, all of them involve a cost. Similarly, your accounts receivable, the amount locked up in a accounts receivable clearly involves interest. Your funds are locked up and so you are paying interest to your banker for your overdraft just because the money is locked up with your customers. Cash and cash equivalents themselves carry a cost because idle cash does not generate anything. If the cash is in your current account, it gets you zero interest. Current account does not give you interest. So you need to actually invest this in very short term instruments like 7 day fixed deposit, 14 day fixed deposit, 1 month fixed deposit depending on your requirement when you will need this money so that it can also generate some income. So as I said every component of current asset carries an element of cost. So if you have a current asset that is quite high as I was telling you about Lupin laboratories which carried enough current assets to meet their current liabilities and boasted about a current ratio of 2.75. Later they realized that they were making a mistake because it became a drag on their profits and so they pruned it down. The Tandon Chore Committee in India recommends a current ratio of 1.33 because bankers are very uncomfortable if the current ratio is less than 1.33 because that is their security for realizing the short term loans that they give to businesses. For example, a bank overdraft. The security for a bank overdraft is your inventory, stock hypothecation. The stock is hypothecated to the banker for taking a overdraft. So if you have lesser current assets, lesser inventory, lesser receivables and more payables, bankers are uncomfortable. That's why Tandenshore Committee recommended a ratio of 1.33. But if you look at businesses today, especially the big businesses, most of them are operating with a new concept called negative working capital. I mean, it's not so new, it has been there for some time. But this is the trend that has begun 
in the early part of the new millennium and lot of businesses today are leveraging on supplier credit to manage their short term liquidity so they are operating with negative working capital working capital becomes negative when you have current assets that are lesser than your current liabilities networking capital is the difference between current assets and current liabilities so if you have current assets that are lesser than current liabilities your networking capital becomes negative which means that your current ratio will be less than 1 and people like adi godrej the chairman of the godrej group once stated in an interview that negative working capital is a tool for cost reduction and for the stated reasons i mentioned it just now that every element of working capital carries a cost and so if you carry less in terms of current assets lesser will be your cost so he says that they are leveraging with supplier credit but we must also make sure that we have enough liquidity to meet such commitments without the slightest delay or without the need for extending the period of credit offered by the supplier you cannot go and request the supplier to postpone it by another 10 days or 15 days because he will do that but your reputation will take a beating so dot on the due date you must make the payment that's very very important because it concerns your reputation as a good paymaster so a current ratio ideally as the tandon survey committee recommended if it is not 1.33 it should at least be 1.2 or worst come worst you would at least make sure that it is one is to one you have enough current assets to pay your current liabilities this is the first aspect the second one is quick ratio or liquidity ratio or popularly known as asset test ratio this is the real asset test of your liquidity and so they call it asset test ratio this ratio is obtained by comparing all current assets except inventory which is called liquid assets to current liabilities why do we remove inventory from this because inventory is the most illiquid of all current assets compared to the other current assets it is illiquid because it takes a longer time for example if you are carrying raw material first that needs to be issued to production the process of production has to be completed and then only you will get finished goods and as far as work in progress is concerned depending on the business it may take at least a period of time before it is ready for sale maybe 10 days or 15 days sometimes it may be ready within a short period of time also but that depends on the nature of the industry nevertheless the amount gets locked up there and from there once it is completed it has to go to your warehouse finished goods are there those that are already there in the warehouse waiting to be dispatched to the customer after the sales personnel effect the sales and then the amount will go to customers if you are selling on credit and from there you need to realize money so this is a process that takes much longer that is the reason 
all forms of inventory are considered not too liquid as compared to other current assets. So we remove that because that's not going to be available to you immediately for meeting your payments. So all current assets except inventory expressed as a proportion to current liabilities that will give you liquidity ratio. This is a real test or real asset test because if you have enough to meet your short term requirements without waiting for realization of your inventory, you are sound in terms of your short term financial position. Liquid, good. The liquidity of the company is good because you have most of the assets that can be realized quickly. If you have temporary investments, you can realize that in T plus 2 days, transaction plus 2 days. Cash and cash equivalents also liquid. Accounts receivable depending on the period of credit that you allow to your customers can also be realized or you can always offer a special discount to collect the debts or the other possibility is you can securitize, you can completely take these receivables and sell it to somebody. Previously it was known as factoring, you used to appoint an agent to collect it or sell it to an agent. Today it is called securitization. You hive off your accounts receivable to another entity and receive 93 or 94% of that, offering him some discount. So that is also liquid. So when I compare my liquid assets to my current liabilities and if it is comf comfortable, ideally textbooks say that you would have 1 is to 1 but nobody maintains it at that rate today. So it should at least be 0.7. It should at least cover 0.7% of your liability commitments because not all the liabilities mature at the same time. There is a lag depending on the period of credit that you have but at least you should have enough money to meet your liabilities that are going to mature in the near future. So that is quick ratio for you, quick ratio or liquidity ratio or asset test ratio which is current assets other than inventory divided by your current liabilities. There are some people who tend to remove even prepaid expenses because prepaid expenses cannot be encashed. So current assets minus inventory minus prepaid expenses divided by current liabilities that is your quick ratio or asset test ratio. Then we also talk about absolute quick ratio. Absolute quick ratio, how much do you have in cash to meet your immediate commitments? I even remove accounts receivable. I only look at temporary investments, cash and cash equivalents and I compare this to my quick liabilities that are repayable. Those that come up for payment, those that mature for payment immediately, those are quick liabilities, those that I need to pay in the next say 15 days or 1 month or even shorter. So absolute quick ratio is a ratio obtained by comparing your quick realizable assets which are temporary investments, cash and cash equivalents divided by your quick liabilities. And then 
I talk to you about uh, defense interval, measurement interval or defense interval as they are popularly known as is a ratio calculated to make sure that you have enough liquid assets to meet your day to day expenses. So two things you need to do first is ascertain what are your cash commitments day to day. So you have already prepared a budget and based on the budget you know that these are your general expenses. You need to adjust this for non cash charges. You need to eliminate non cash charges that is for which you do not need to make any payment. Depreciation, amortization, provisions that you make, provision for taxation, any provision that you make. So remove depreciation, amortization and non cash charges that will give you your total operating expenses or general expenses. If you divide it by 360 or 365 you get per day what is your commitment. Now take your absolute liquid assets which is temporary investments cash and cash equivalents divided by 360 uh, I mean uh, average daily general expenses which you obtain by dividing the general expenses by 360 or 365 you have that figure. So, liquid assets or absolute liquid assets divided by the daily expenses that you have estimated that will give you a defense interval. What is the defense interval you have? Right? If this is larger it is better. You have enough defense interval. It should not be too short because liquidity can always get you into trouble. You may have estimated that you will receive so much of cash by counter sales that may not happen. You may have expected that your customers would pay the money on this day for some reason they cannot do it. So you let assume the worst and provide for that and still keep a reasonable margin. A reasonable margin in terms of your ability to meet your daily expenses. So if the coverage is higher it is better. But at the same time I also tell you that holding too much of cash is not very prudent because there is a loss of opportunity cost. But at the same time I should also underline the importance of maintaining enough liquidity so that you do not feel a cash crunch or a liquidity crunch. These are the aspects that we need to bear in mind when you talk about short term liquidity. If you look at the financial strength of a business it is short term liquidity and long term liquidity that are both important equally important actually we cannot say short term is more important than long term or long term is more important than short term. There is always this dilemma, this dilemma whether it is mismanaging your short term liquidity that will get you into a long term solvency problem or it is mishandling the long term solvency situation 
that will get you into a liquidity crisis. We have examples for both. There's a case study. Sometime when we conclude our discussion on ratio analysis and when we do a detailed analysis of business financial statements, we can probably talk about this case study also. It's a published case study that we have. I can give you the link so that you can go and see. There's a dilemma. The dilemma is, is it liquidity mismanagement that creates a long-term financial problem or solvency problem or is it mishandling the long-term financial or capital structure position that puts you into a liquidity crisis. Examples for both are available in plenty. We can talk about this, particularly the case study that I mentioned. I will share the link with you when we do the complete analysis of financial statements of the companies that went into problems. See, success stories are always there. They are in plenty. If you always take a balance sheet of TCS or Infosys, or if you take the balance sheet of Hindustan Unilever or ITC, you will see that they have absolutely zero problem because they have been there in the business for a long time, very successful and very big companies. There is a lot of learning from failures than from success stories. So I would prefer to take the financial statements of companies that mismanaged the short-term financial position and got into liquidity crisis resulting in a long-term financial problem and companies that mismanaged their capital structure and their long-term financial problems which ended up with a liquidity crunch. Both will create a problem for you and it will create a situation of bankruptcy. So we need to take care of both and address them by giving them due merit. Do not compromise short-term liquidity for long-term solvency or do not compromise long-term solvency for short-term liquidity. That balance needs to be maintained. So since we talked about liquidity and the ratios that indicate the short-term financial position of a company, our time for the next session would be devoted to a discussion on leverage, capital structure and long-term financial position. Thank you.